I'm from New York, let me fix my brim. You're now rocking with the podcast, White Tees and Tims. This is your boy, Duke M.A.G., and I'm here with your favorite uncle, Uncle Cat. What's good, bro? Yo, I'm here, my man. What's going on? Episode 4, bro. Episode 4, we are here, we are back. Yes, again, with another one. We got a special guest in the house we're going to talk to a little later today. But um, how was your week? You, hold on, you want to introduce our special guest or you want to save it for later? We'll save it for later. We'll save it for All later. Right, you know, cool. we do our shout outs later. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, um, what'd you just say? What'd you say? I said, how was your week? Uh, week's actually been pretty all right. Work went straight. Um, got a lot of didn't get a lot of things done. Had a lot of little mishaps with the YouTube. I hate YouTube right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, YouTube, but I, we're not friends right now. We got a lot of we got a lot of got some beef to settle. Yeah, right now it's been messing us up a little bit. That's why we haven't been able to put out episode three yet onto YouTube. But we definitely got it on Spotify. Anybody listening, check it out. Yeah. So, but we, um, we dropping uh three and four at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah, back to back. Little Charles Barkley. Ah. Hey, been working on that. My wordplay. <laughs> and um, I got I had a pretty good week. You know, uh, mm-hmm. most importantly, you know, um, the PS Five is now in the house. Ew, bro. What you mean, ill, bro? Come on, bro. I'm a the grown PS Five is in the building, bro. Don't ever disrespect her. I'm a grown ass man. I don't play no games. I'm older than you, and I play games. And I'm married, so look at that. You need to play games. You're single. You shouldn't be playing games. You should be out here in the market <clears throat> trying not to get Corona, hollowing at shorties with mask on. No, nah, I rather no, nah, I rather just no, nah, I know, bro. We're not gonna talk about that right now. All right, so look, <laughs> all right, so this episode, y'all, is gonna be kind of dedicated towards like uh, more financial literacy in the black community. I got a lot of uh, facts about you know just black people and how we spend our money, man. You know what I mean? Just the statistic rates of where we get financially as a black community. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we're gonna share our war stories of being broke. I got a lot. <laughs> I got a lot. You digging what I'm saying? I didn't, yeah, we all got some I didn't stole, finesse, you know what I mean? You know, starve, that, all that, you know, good. But we here, though. You feel yeah, me? Facts, and I'm, um, you know, I'm proud to say that I'm blessed to see a, a day where I'm actually supporting myself the way I want, you know, I want to. My life is kind of in the direction that I want it to be because yeah. of me and me taking the time out to learn things on my own. You know what I mean? Um, of course, you know, you can go to school for all this, but why not hear it on the YTs and Sims? Exactly. And you know, and a lot of us haven't gotten even a chance to go to school and learn about these things. And that's why I always feel like, why does school not really teach us the importance of life? Like how many of us is really using the Pythagorean theorem to like in our everyday life? No, we're talking about the A plus C plus. Yeah, no, but we really need to learn on how to pay bills. Like that was my biggest fear when I became an that's adult. How do I pay rent? That's a fact. Like, sometimes in your family, y'all didn't pay rent. Yeah. So how do you pay, how do I know how to we pay had, rent? We you had an economics class in school, and the thing the thing is, they teach you about everybody else, money and GPA and all that yeah. other stuff. Like, he never taught us, like, how like how to control our own. Like, exactly. even to invest in stocks and bonds. We, it's crazy. It was terms in class. So I honestly can remember in high school, because, you know, I you know came out of high school a lot yeah. later than y'all or whatever. You so a lot better than us? Like late or a lot oh, yeah, yeah, later, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I'm still connected to a lot of things that I learned in high school. And one thing I can tell you for sure in the economics class and those type of classes we had in school, they'll give us the terms for these things, but they'll never tell us like how to do it. Cuz yeah. that's like me telling you like that's like me giving you the ingredients to cook a food, but mm-hmm. me not telling you what heat to put it on. Where, what even to cook it in? Yeah, you know what I mean. All the, what you know, all the other how you really things. go? To just give me the what the, makes the meal the meal. Yeah, you know what you I mean. Did. But you're not telling me really how to cultivate the whole meal and exactly. be able to feed everybody. So you're gonna tell me what stocks and bonds means, but you won't tell me how to actually invest in these things. It. Yeah. So, um, of course, 
um, the families that are, were blessed with the knowledge to have, you know, to, to do these things, that's cool. But what about the families that didn't, bro? Like, yeah, you know? and that's the thing. Like, I remember watching the episode of Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. and they was, like, having them invest in potatoes. And, like, Zach Morris and them really got super involved with it. But they was, like, in junior high school at exactly. the time. And I think that's what we need still to this day. Exactly. Even with coding. I think coding for kids, now that's going to be such a major thing in the future. Mm-hmm. They should be teaching them that from the gate. You got to know fact. how to do that. You got to know how to do the essentials. Yeah. Not really what Genghis Khan did. I'm sorry. Yeah. He probably did some influential stuff, mm-hmm. but it ain't affecting me right now at this yeah. moment. Genghis it Khan. Genghis Khan from, like. Fresh by the like, yeah, I, don't I heard the name. Bro. I know it too, but it's some history stuff, bro. Okay. I think you said you was a history person. Yeah, no, I'm saying I heard the name. I'm saying refresh my. Mind. Yeah, it's like he's. Like, I think he was a leader, like a super warrior leader and stuff. Research like that. department is here. So <laughs> our special guest is a part of the research department. She has just been uh, given that title. Um, everybody has an iPhone, so we can. Uh, it says Genghis Khan was the founder and the first great Khan of the Mo- Mongol Empire which became the largest contingency empire in history after his death. He came to power by uniting many of the nomadic tribes of Northeast Asia. So he was from China. He was one of the leaders and things mm-hmm. like that and soldiers and warriors over there. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. what does that have to do with us here with what we're trying to live with our life every day? Like even with we need possibly get kids earlier into wanting to be doctors and lawyers and stuff like that. It's mainly doctors because how many kids really is going to be able to, if we get them into being wanting to be doctors, could help us with really getting the coronavirus vaccine or help curing cancer earlier on before we got to worry about it now. Because how you get the vaccine so fast, but we still got cancer out here. Yeah, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the whole vaccine that's a whole you know how I feel about that. Yeah, and like so, but it's gonna come to a point that we're all gonna have to take it eventually. Told you, in you order to be able to move on and work and because look, you wanna look at it like this, they're gonna say, Oh, you can't come to work if you don't got the vaccine. And then if you don't work, how are you gonna be able to pay rent? Then now you can't pay rent, now you're homeless. Yeah. But if you go to a shelter, they're gonna say you're gonna need the vaccine. Yeah. So then what are you gonna do? And then if you get the if you don't get the vaccine, how are you gonna go food shopping? All this you can't is, come into the All store? this is alleged information. None of this is yeah, and I really don't want to give them ideas, but I feel like yeah. this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like God damn, so, again, <laughs> so, again, I feel like, you know, we just got to be careful and just, again. Yeah, but get, that I think that goes all the way back to, like, just, you know, like, you know, uh, the educational aspect of yeah. life. You feel me? It's like, it's a way around everything in this life. Mm-hmm. Like, legit. Like, there's no... It's a it's a term it's a um it's a term um I say it all the time it's called it's like a poem it's like a short poem it's called excuses excuses are are built on monuments of nothingness mm-hmm. uh, what is it what is it? hold on excuses excuses are built on monuments of nothingness those who specialize in, specialize in them seldom exceed in anything else but excuses so it's like excuses are just is just a way out yeah it's just a way out to not deal with the real thing and it's always a way to deal with things or go around things or deal with things straight on. With you know, without having that initial problem, you know yeah. what I mean, to make an excuse like I don't want to do this today, or I'm not doing this because this is in the way. Nah, you can do it. You just choose not to. That yeah, brings me back to the, the last barriers. part when I was talking about choices. You feel me? So it's like even the educational aspect of like the whole COVID thing, or even financial literacy, is a way around thing, bro. It's like we like you know, just talking about your iPhone and stuff like that. We all many geniuses, right? We got all this information at our fingertips, but yet we still choose not to, like, educate ourselves on certain things. You feel mm-hmm. me? So, like, anything that comes to my brain, bro, like, I question myself about or question other people about, I literally go to the internet. Yeah. Or literally. you got orgs and, and you would, doves. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? You would never you would never ever see me like, hey, bro, I might ask you, like, like on some, like, 
social yeah. stuff aspect. Yeah. You feel me? But you ever notice I bring an ideal to you? I'll be like, bro, you ever wonder why like they went to Mars? Yeah, you feel yeah, me, yeah, and yeah. I and you'll be like, you know, Ryan never yeah. thought about it like he that. He'll say his little head, spiel, yeah. and you know what I'll do that night? I'll go to the internet, I'll be like, uh, mission to Mars. Where's the first <laughs> yeah, mission yeah. to Mars? And I and I'll just read up on it. And Not saying I would do me with the information. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Every time I wouldn't do extensive research to the point where I'm making powerpoints and going on YouTube and making reaction videos to this shit, but just uh, to the point where I know. You yeah. feel me, like. Knowing stuff is always like a been a big part. Knowledge of is family. power, though, yeah, honestly, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, yeah. like even I'm watching the show Survivor, right? And on Survivor, that everybody got the idols, right? But the idols is supposed to what saves you from getting eliminated or voted out. But the knowledge of who has the idols can help you get that person out exactly. and play them to where they don't even think that they think that they're safe from getting voted out. And now all of a sudden you play them and they're out of there. Exactly. So it's more of the knowledge is the power than anything else in that whole show. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm watching The Walking Dead and I'm getting a lot of knowledge of how this whole. Uh, listen, we have. we yeah, not, You did tell me that how to we, kill. a. You told me how to kill a zombie. How, I told you how to kill a zombie. Yeah. And what's the first thing in survival that you need? Food, <laughs> water and people. Because people and, and are the weapons. greatest resource and weapons. <laughs> Defend yourself. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Zombie right so and but I'm just saying, <laughs> if we want to like really talk about like where shit is going, it's all about survival at this point. It's like all of us black people for a whole as a whole, we've been surviving for a long time. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And survival for me means in the modern aspect, living check to check, eating bullshit food, you know what I mean? Not yeah. really, not really focus on your spiritual level and you know, you not not being religious, not saying you know, praying to God in a religious aspect, but doing things in a religious way. You yeah. feel me? Like having a practice every day, every day. You, and I think that's the you have a routine to your life. We don't have no routine, so it's like, and I'm talking about myself. You feel me? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm the most perfect person in the world. I'm not. You dig? I'm getting things together day by day. Yeah, we all are, but at the same time, what are you doing every day to like you know enhance your you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To enhance home. your world, enhance everything. Yeah. The people around you. The main thing is to always give knowledge to people around you. That's the best thing that you can do is to help give them information. Facts. I may not be able to give you money that's going to save you for that moment. That's a fact. But I can give you something that may help you with when you do get your money that mm-hmm. you can invest and then go somewhere else with it. That's a you fact. know what I'm saying? That that's Again, knowledge is power. Knowledge is if power. If I give you knowledge, you'll be able to fish for a longer time than if I just give you what you want for that moment. I had a thought the other day. I was in the car. I was driving, right? And I was like, just a random ass thought. I was like, an opportunity, an opportunity generally, like somebody giving you an opportunity mm-hmm. is way better than money. Fact. Like, you ever heard that thing where they was like, oh, would you take 250000 or mm-hmm. a seat or, or dinner seat with Jay-Z? Exactly. Which one would you take? Everybody's looking at like, oh, I'll take the money and I'll just invest it or whatever. No, but if I talk to Jay-Z, who's on his way to being a billionaire, that opens up so much more doors for me mm-hmm. that I could be in the same. Like Lil Boosie said, I seen on Vlad, right? Mm-hmm. He said that if you talk to a millionaire and you're, you're a millionaire, mm-hmm. you can't be a millionaire by talking to other millionaires. No. You can only get higher by talking to people that's higher than you. Exactly. So you only can become a billionaire if you're a millionaire talking to other billionaires. Exactly. And that's the same thing. It's like if you have a meeting with somebody that has that power, mm. imagine the doors that are open for you in the long run where you can pull up people from behind like that. Exactly. Exactly. And I and I totally feel that. Like you got to surround yourself people that are. But the thing is, I feel like as a whole, let's let's talk on a basic level. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like as a whole, people, I don't, do we really know how to identify those people? Yeah, you what did. Do you mean? So it's like, all right. So let's say you got ten friends, mm-hmm. right? 
and everybody at a friendship level, er, you view everybody the same. Yeah. Y'all have fun, y'all party, y'all got drama, y'all talk about drama, all these other mm-hmm. things, right? But how do you identify the friend of how, of how, essentially, of higher value? You did, yeah. Like, how do you identify that? Like, what do you, what are, the, what are the things that you even look for? You know what I mean? In that person that people are around you, like, all right. Well, you asked me for fifty dollars the other day, but, but I, you gave me fifty dollars the other day. But I think that I think that how you identify that you can tell from your friends. You can tell who's really on that, like who's really motivated. Mm-hmm. You can tell the person that procrastinates. Mm-hmm. You can tell the different valuables from your friends, and you really mm-hmm. know them if you be around them long enough. So, what what is the t- in that in that scenario, right? What is the term um, takes one to know one? What would that mean? That you have to know yourself. You be have to mm-hmm. be able to identify yourself honestly to mm-hmm. say look this is who i am yeah so i can notice if i fall back from certain things or if i'm lazy on this aspect mm-hmm. that i could be able to recognize that same trait in somebody else facts yeah phones off uh-huh. it's gonna vibrate chill out bro Listen, phones bro. off on set your phone to vibrate <laughs> you got me last time i had to get you for that yeah. one. <laughs> but yeah like you know so again like when i met you mm-hmm. i instantly knew even though you're younger than me i knew that bro got a good head on his shoulders that bro was a good dude. Just from just the conversations that we had. Remember the first time I met you, I told you, bro, I was like, I didn't even like you. Cause I'm like, bro, gonna take my spot and where we at. I ain't like him either. I tell you, I, I was in the <laughs> mall, right? I was in the mall and I, I worked up front. I ain't gonna say the establishment that we work at. You was working you know there that day? Huh? You worked there that day? What day? Oh, you said the mall. Yeah, I was at the mall. Remember? Oh. It was like around Christmas time, like 2019 Christmas time. I was in the mall getting my niece and nephews some presents and some shoes and stuff. And he was getting his kids some shoes and stuff like I that. I was with our cousin. And yeah. And I seen him. And like, you know, me just being the hospitality person I am, you know, him being the angry gorilla <laughs> I never that he heard is. Story. You feel me? I was just like, I hit him with the head. Nah, he, like it wasn't even no chance of him speaking to me. It was like. He was just kept doing what he was doing. I was like, damn, I know, bro, from work. All right, cool. I'll see you later. All right, but look, look, look let me give you the backstory on that. From you know who I am now, right? Yeah, First yeah. of all, I don't say what up to everybody all the time. I'll give you the head nod. That might be it. If, if, like, but then I didn't even know it was you. You know I can't see yeah. without my glasses like that. So I didn't even know it was you until after you left. I'm like, oh, I think some work at the store. Yeah, me. yeah. And I tapped my wife and I tapped my cousin. I'm like, oh, I think some work at the store. Me. <laughs> and we only might have had one conversation previous Prior before that, that yeah. about us not going to the jobs uh, Christmas party because we saw Get Out. Yeah. So it was like, like when hey when when so that conversation was here. I was like, you know what, my nigga, you might be alright, bro. And you know what we made me on the say same you level. might be alright though was that you write poetry. Facts. And I write poetry and rap. Facts. So I was like, oh, Facts. bro Birds might be cool. But when you came to me, told me he was going to be working in the same area as me, I said, like, uh, yeah, he might be taking. Nigga, I was I think it's a one black person quota. And he going to take my joint. He much nicer than me. I was like, nah. I'm younger. I'm youthful. I was like, shit. I ain't about to help him out with nothing. <laughs> but ah, that's but nah, then once we had conversations and I realized how yeah. good of a, you got a good head on your shoulders, yeah. then we both play spades and that's kind of started yeah. leading us up into where we are now. That's a fact. And again, you never know who you're going to meet is going to want to be in a friend of yours in the long run. That's a fact. I originally told my wife, I'm not going to have no friends out here probably. I said, because I'm just going to go to work, come home and that's it. That's a fact. I got family out here and all of that, but I've seen you more than I've seen some of my own cousins out here. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been around each other. You came to my house numerous times, yeah. went in my refrigerator. Like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a different type of thing. And like, again, you never know who you're going to wind up getting along with. And then look, we started our own podcast together. Yes. You know sir. what I'm saying? And we Why literally are like brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times that when I'm going through something, you hit me, I hit you up, talk me out of it. 
A lot of times you going through something, you hit me up. I talk you I out. I'll talk it. you out of shit, bro. You talked me out of it one time. I blew up and all of that. You talked me out of it twice. Matter of fact, it was twice. It was so it was hard twice. to do it. It was, was twice though. I was like, bro, chill. Look at me in the eyes, son. Look at me in the eyes, son. Chill, <laughs> chill. He's like, no, fuck that, fuck that. I'm like, bro. I don't curse I, everybody, bro. That's from I'm like, I'm like, OMG. I'm like, bro, bro. But I like, seen your face. So I was like, I, he I got like two fifty on me. Out. He got like two fifty pounds on me. I, how, how am I stopping this man? There's no way. Nah, but I seen bro face. I was like, nah, I can't. Yeah. Turn red. <laughs> I'm, I'm about scared to say my damn self. <laughs> you feel me? You the homie. It's like, you the homie. I ain't scared of you, but it's nah, like, come yeah, on, guys. I can't control you around other people. And that, so like, I got a homie like, uh, my homie Naquan, shout out to my nigga Bob, right? Yeah. Same, you know, same name as your brother, whatever. Yeah, my older brother. He's that type of dude. Like, we in the party one time. Niggas is boxing on the other side <laughs> of the room. He's like, come on, bro. I said, come on, where? Where we? What? I said, where are we going? He said, bro, going over there. Da, da, da. I'm like, look, cuz, hold on. <laughs> if it's somebody we know, like one of the homies, you feel me? <laughs> we'll see them outside. We'll handle it outside because yeah. it's too many. First of all, it's one thing to be fighting in the crowd and then trying to move through a crowd where people are fighting. You feel me? <laughs> so we're trying, I'm like, you're trying to maneuver through all that just to go to the circle. You know how the floor spread out when you know how people are boxing? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm the exit is this way. I'm gonna meet you. <laughs> he literally grabbed me. He like taller than me, right? I hate when niggas try to like little boy me. You feel me? He grabbed me. He was like, you scared? I said, who? I said, what am I scared of? I said, this is not my fight, bro. I said, you don't understand. Listen, it's one thing to be pussy and one thing to know your fight. Like, I don't know none of these people. I don't even like to party. I don't even like, I'm not even, I don't even want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> now you're trying to go see and try to do whatever. Like, bro, I said, I understand that you can fight, bro. Like, I understand that you that yeah. dude, you six two and you some nigga that can see over the crowd. I can't. I'm I'm shorter. <laughs> it's not happening. I gotta protect what I gotta protect. Listen, you dig bro, what I'm saying? I feel you, and that like you know, like you gotta know to pick your battles. Pick my battles. You know what I'm saying? You not. I don't expect you to go and we about to fight, and then it's big showing like Brock Lesnar in front of us, Why? and I'm like, yo, bro, Why got my am back. I fighting these. Niggas? I might tell you, yo, bro, go go out here, go get a bottle or something, and come I'm back. I'm gonna try somebody. to hold them down. Like. I'm cracking. My dad told me if they bigger than you, pick up something, knock the fuck out of them. Like, <laughs> don't even fight nobody that's two times bigger than you. Fuck nah, yeah, that's that's like a losing but battle. What? Did did the David and Goliath? Did David um not have something in his hand? Yeah, that was kind of weak he though. Cut, a slingshot cut, though. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do it? Punch yeah, but him come in the, on, in bro. The, in, the, in the chin. Dude. Come on, bro. No, nah, step happening. on his big toe or something or the baby toe. You know All what I right. mean? <laughs> Look, check this out. Black. Uh, yeah, get to the top. We, we got some black economic states. Um, uh, statistics. Excuse me. You feel me? Just I just want to throw out y'all, throw that throw out to y'all just in case y'all didn't know this. Feel me? Let them know, bro. All right. So, so this is one. Historically, the imp- the unemployment rate for Black Americans has been approximately twice as rate for whites. You mm. feel me? And that's six yeah. percent Black workers and three point one percent of white people. Why do you think that is? Well, why do you think? Why do you think more Black people don't have a job compared to? We already started out disadvantaged from mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. So once slavery and everything happened. We're already playing behind and got to play catch up. You know what I'm saying? So now, and also when the laws and systems is put in place that we can't get jobs and we can't feed our families, you already got to come from all the way behind to play catch up. It's the same thing I told you before about how we start out with three, they start out with seven. Then they say, oh, we're going to end segregation Mm. and make it fair for everybody. And you give everybody seven. Well, if they already had seven, they got 14 and we only got 10. So how are we supposed to still be able to get there? We're already behind. The median wealth of black families is... Seventeen thousand, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's the a me- year, right? A year. Okay. The median wealth of a white family is one hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars. That's did? crazy. The median wealth that means like what they have at one at one given time. Yeah, it's it's, it's not every white person has that. Yeah, not every yeah, black yeah. person has that. But it's it's the median. The, it's the majority of it's the median. The, it's, the, oh, yeah. it's like everything. The middle, yeah. yeah, yeah. So all right, so you seventeen thousand dollars, and right? that, that's roughly a little more than a thousand a month. Yes, seventeen. Yeah, because it's twelve. Yeah, months. yeah, yeah. So it's roughly a little more than a thousand dollars a month. That's and, tough. And we talking about five, six, seven hundred every two weeks. That's tough. That's nothing for you to be able to feed your family, pay oh, rent, exactly, have a car to go to work, exactly. You know what I mean? That's and have a vacation. But then you know, again, we kind of sometimes people live but beyond their means. This is this is one fact right here that I think is really kind of out there. Up. Um, it's out there, not oh. summing up, but um. It says the wealth gap between black and white households increases with education. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah, that's crazy though. I mean, because I feel like, well, even with the the the, the black people who um who are in the means of like wealth right now, they didn't go to like a four year college and degrees and stuff like that. You feel me? But again, are you thinking about celebrities or are you thinking about just? I'm thinking about like just the. The um hole in the wall shop owners, entrepreneurs okay. out here that not saying that these people are wealthy, you feel me, but they have created a system of wealth for themselves. Like they're at least me? middle class exactly. type of stuff. You dig what I'm saying? What is it? That's crazy though. Oh, you need glasses now too? Yeah, it's rubbing up. You rubbing up. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> but um yeah again you know like again, oh shit this yeah. says the it says non-hispanic black americans have a life expectancy of three to six years lower than non-hispanic white americans why do you think they separate a demographic like that like hispanic hmm. non-hispanic hispanic non-hispanic hmm. no it says non-hispanic black americans and non-hispanic white americans hmm. so what am i i'm hispanic black american right why would they separate that demographic but they said both of them is not Hispanic. They separate in black and white, though. Mm. Because everybody's either black or everybody's white. And that's what mm. I told you. Hispanics are white people. Mm. They are people of color. Oh, yeah. it just made my point. Look at that. Yeah. Yes, bro, because Hispanics are people I didn't of even, color. I didn't even give my dissertation yet, so you can't even say that you want the point. Come on, bro. Anyway, We had conversations previously. Anyways. Even on a podcast about this. Mm-mm. Come on, give us some more gems, bro. All right. Uh... During the majority of the past 50 years, black Americans have experienced unemployment rates that... Oh, we are talking about unemployment. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, the typical black rate uh, black households earns a fraction of white, ho- uh, white households, just 59 cents for every dollar. That gap between black and white annual households incomes is about $29,000 $29, a year. Yeah. So it's like... <clears throat> So it's like we we earn a fraction of that. So we earn, so, so every white dollar, a black dollar is worth fifty nine cents, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I don't know how they come up with this type of information, but this is coming off. Let me give y'all the the, uh, the website, jec.senate.gov. All right, remember get your all your information from a .gov or .org. This is uh, backed information. Yeah, white teas and Tim's the podcast. Research department um, not doing their job, so I had to do it on my own. 
Um, she said we, I wasn't paying her, so fuck you, you bum ass nigga. Why everybody? Why everybody from New York is like so uh, like? They go to New York hate. Yeah, New York hate. What you mean? What are we? What are we, bro? Aggressive. See, that's the thing. I think y'all are too laid back. This niggas now here is aggressive too. Y'all too nice, bro. Yesterday we coming from Target. And all of a sudden, this couple just comes past me and says, hi, how you doing? Late at night, it's dark, pitch black. I looked at them and said, Merry Christmas. Like, I don't understand. You don't even, you're not supposed to speak to strangers. See, at least we follow the rules that we was taught as kids. We don't snitch, except for Takashi. And we don't speak to strangers, bro. Y'all too friendly. Y'all hop in Ubers every day. Don't talk to them. I press the button, don't talk to me on the Uber, bro. Do not speak to me. I want a quiet ride. You will get five stars. You say anything to me, even if you ask me if I want a so, bottle of water, your rating going down. So, why though? Because, bro, I told you, bro, like, we're too focused on everything that we got to deal with that whole day. So, we got to think about going on our way to work. We got to think about our kids. We got to think about our family. We got to think about our bills. I'm too focused on so everything you don't, that's taking me out of my mind. Honestly, honestly, you don't think people down here got the same problems that y'all got? Yeah, but y'all much more, Look, look at this. When we look outside your window right now, we mm-hmm. see trees, mm-hmm. barely see buildings. Mm-hmm. We're much more in a congested area where you look out, you see buildings. And then you turn left and you see buildings. You turn right, guess what's over there? Buildings. You turn behind you, it's buildings. It's buildings everywhere. You feel closed <laughs> buildings. in. Yeah, being claustrophobic in, Amer- in New York, whoo. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, then you get on a crowded elevator that has pee in it. You know what I mean? Then you go outside. There's a bunch of people that don't work outside of your building. You know what I'm saying? Then you go to the train station. Guess what? You can't get a seat because there's people there. So do you think So you think the black people economic state, we can take it back to the top right? You think the state, um, the economic state of black people in New York has any room to change with within the last, within the next 20 years? Because from what it sounds like, everybody around y'all has businesses and controls the community except for black people. Black, black people, like you said. Yes. So, I, like, do you think, it's, it's, think it can it, change? It would take a valiant effort, but a lot of times black people don't want to see black people win. So, if I do have a corner store that's black in New York, you might not want to shop at my do black, store. So, do black people don't want to see black people win or do black people's prices too high for those black people to buy into? But it's even... It's, it's, it's a combination of both because again, it's sometimes a crab in the bucket, crabs in a barrel mentality where if we both are in the same community, you may feel I got an upper hand over you. You're not going to want to work with me. You're not going to want to work with me. So you're not going to want to see me prevail. Like a lot of people don't want to see their, the person they look as their opposition succeed. So you want to, so you won't shop at my store. You might talk bad about my store. You might be looking out for hand up. Yo, want a shrimp brother, man, let me get that discount. No, because I need to still pay my bills. I still got to pay my rent for this property. I got to still have my inventory. Everything that that's the thing about people, people don't understand about business. Everything in inventory counts. Everything that's in that store costs money. Whether it costs that 25 bag of chips costs that owner five cents. It still costs money that he has to make up for and be able to provide for what his store. So again, a lot of times not in. Recently, it's been fairly good where people like, you know what, we want to see each other win, but it's not. Yeah, I think it's a whole wave of like, you know, just shit, the whole 2020. Like, and I hate that it took a a year of a pandemic for niggas to say, uh, support blackness, black, black businesses. I think it also was the blackout. I think it was the pandemic. And I think it was also that 
again, police brutality, the George Floyd situation brightened it up. I'm sorry. They really don't love us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Niggas been getting killed by the police. Oh, yeah. There yeah, is but no... See, the thing is, it's much more televised than Trayvon Martin. Remember, we didn't even see Trayvon die, but we seen... Other the body people. you see it on TV, yeah, but you didn't see him getting killed. I'm saying now you're seeing much more. What was that 2012? That was about 2012. Yeah, yeah it was about 2012. And yeah. I feel like that was the brink of like everything that's all going this on going on now. Yeah, I remember watching that 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 trial. You remember watching it? I, I I couldn't really find myself to watch it because I didn't like the way they was depicting him. The trial, the trial was a week long. Mm-hmm. It was the summertime. I remember it was like June. Yeah, it was out of yeah. school, right? Every day I woke up, my grandma had it on the TV. Mm-hmm. I would literally wake up out my room, crawl into her bed, and watch this trial from the early in the morning to the afternoon. We eating lunch and everything, still watching yeah. the trial. They talking about the gun. This man is up there crying. And, like, I've never, like, even times like that, right? Who's in this room? We got my grandma, my uncle, my, my stepdad. His friend, all in the room, we all sitting around the TV watching this shit. We all yelling and mad and all this, right? We only we only want to act right when shit happens. You feel yeah. me? So it's like even going back to the idea that black people don't want to see black people win. I feel like black people want to see black people win only when it's time for them to give that support. You feel me? And when they see it's time to support. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. if, if you have when no, it becomes trending, when it only benefits you. And it becomes trending to where you see everybody doing the the blackout. Let's all black for one day. Exactly. When or only, when Gucci does a, a a sweater without blackface on it. Oh, let's not support Gucci. Then anybody. You know what I thought Gucci. was the stupidest movement in internet history, and I and I and me and this girl had this really heated a debate about it. Um, where uh, what is it? What's the country in Africa? There's a lot of them. Um, Nigeria, Sudan. Angola. Sudan. Sudan. So Sudan, yeah. the whole government shut down the internet from like the connections and the whole like uh wherever the providence was in Sudan, right? Uh-huh. I'm not saying it was the whole country, but it was a certain providence or state in Sudan that they the, the people didn't have no access access to the like the outer world from it through the internet because that's how everybody talks nowadays, yeah, right? Yeah. People are on the internet here. Changing their profile picture to this like a blue, oh, saying yeah, do this, do that, do that, do this. Support here, here, here. I told them, I said, why, why would I say this on the internet? For one, it's just a post. Yeah. For two, is people going to scroll past my post? I get two likes. That means it gets no acknowledgement. Okay. Initially, right? People seeing it, and for three, the people in the country that you're saying support has no internet. I said, I told the, I said, I told the girl, right? I said, yo, you do know that they can't see this. Even if they, even if they was to get on their explore page in Sudan and so happen to see your page and they say, oh, support Sudan, whatever, whatever. And what they going to like it and say, oh yeah, they're support me over there. But what did you actually do? This is my thing. People asking you, what did you do? I didn't fucking post a picture. That's what I didn't do. I rather I rather not a non action is better than fucking posting a picture or saying support this. Don't get me wrong, it's bringing awareness to the situation. Do yeah. not get me wrong. But if you're not in a place of of power to change things, what does a post well, really mean? I kind of disagree with that a little bit. Let's talk about it, bro. And the reason why is because 
if you said is not posting the picture was better than not doing any. I mean, you said not posting. You said not to a certain extent. Yeah, but see, the thing is, it's still awareness. Awareness. So you may where's the change? Listen, go ahead. You may have post if you post that picture, then somebody else says, "Oh, I didn't even know this is going on." I do research on it. They post it. It might get into the right hands to where enough people talk about it. Something may get done, even though those people in Sudan may not see it. That the government in America may see it and get enough supporters, people gonna rally against it. You never know. So it's better than you staying quiet about something and not speaking on it, and mm-hmm. then nothing gets done at all. They still go through it. What's the worst that could happen if you post it? So if so, me not posting it, but me actually doing it something behind the scenes and nobody knows I'm doing it, right? Oh, and, they say, and they say, oh, yeah. and they say, and but. If I didn't post it, nobody knows I'm doing anything, right? No, 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 no. But, right? I, but, but no, my I'll, argument was you saying that it's better than not doing. You saying not yeah, doing anything yeah. at all was to was a certain than, extent. But the thing is, this is my. That's what I'm saying. If you're posting that post, you post it, you get some likes, you put it up there. But yet, you do no extensive research after that. You never see how oh, to yeah, actually make a change. It means nothing. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that part of it. But I'm but that's that what that's what everybody not does. Doing nothing at all. Like let's say it's like. If I give back to the homeless right now, right, and I go around, me and you drive around, do a promotion for the podcast, not a promotion, but just going around, just, let's say, helping out the homeless people. Like, you're like, bro, let's put our money together, get some food, and give out to the homeless. But we never posted. That impacted those people's lives that day. That's fine. You understand what I'm saying? But now we posted, now we can be looked at as, oh, they only did it for the internet. Exactly. So I can understand what you're saying there. But if we don't do nothing at all. Exactly. For the homeless at all, we look like assholes. We ain't even try to make an effort. Even if we did post it on Instagram or Facebook that we did something for the homeless, at least something happened to the homeless. Can I, that can I, I might get a lot of hate for saying this, but I can't tell y'all something honest. I never posted like uh, like a Black Lives Matter movement or anything. Like the fist, the blackout, the whole thing, right? But if you look, blackout. so if I show you, if I show you the archive of my stories though on my page, what I post are facts. Okay. Are facts. You feel me? Are black people statistic facts. You feel me? From time to time. I don't post it all the time. You feel me? Around these times where they were saying Black Lives Movement, I'm like, but did you even know this about black people? You feel me? That's awareness within itself, too. But was, you feel it, me? was it in the favor of black people for that moment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with it. I'm black. Anything I do is for black people, bro. You, you can't say that per se because not everybody. Any, uh, excuse me. You anything. Yeah. But not everybody that's black has the best interest of black people. We've seen that even with the Breonna Taylor story. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor there, he did the most lightest thing, and there's no justice for her. He's black. Yeah. Black dark skin man. Yeah. Went and charged the police officers with shooting the wall and not shooting her. Yeah, those are people that are like really So that's what I'm saying. Not per like se, that, just yeah. you personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're black. You have black interests. But not everybody black has black interests. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, but like, I just feel like any statistical fact that I even put out is... For and about yeah, black people, that. you dig yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Not everybody has, and I feel like those people who are those type of people, right? They're just mentally ill because at one point in your life, how can you not do for people that looks like you? How can you not right. look at a per look look at a community or look at um a hood in the city or whatever and be like, damn, I'm in a place of power as a political as a senate. I'm black or whoever, right? How can I truly help these people? You feel me? How can I really get down to the dirt level? get down to whoever leaders of what community, you yeah. feel me, and actually make whatever change needs to be done, whether it's an educational, whether people need jobs, whether it's just the clean, clean cleanliness of the community, you feel me? Like, what can you really do? You dig what I'm saying? But see, one thing you said right there that I want us to speak on too is you said that look like you. 
black people come in all colors. You know what I mean, bro. You know know what I mean, because again, it's like don't be too technical with that. No, because we had a conversation and we're gonna talk about it now about the whole uh, Prince William and Prince. I mean, uh, and Meghan Markle situation. And you told me that she looks really. What's her name? Meghan Markle. Yeah, and you told me that you don't really entertain that because she looks like a white woman. But again, she still is a black woman. She still has black features. She still went through a thing where they was worried about how she was gonna, how kid was gonna look. Yeah, yeah. He's looking up her picture right now, guys. So you still look like she thinks she look like a white woman. She doesn't. What look are y'all? Like are you woman. are you out of your rabbit ass mind? This woman looks like a tan white woman, a white woman with a tan. That like she been sitting on the the beach of fucking northern Africa. It's not, bro. Listen, bro. I understand that if you have a percentage of black in you, you're so happy. You so happen to be black. But what about the majority of you is white? What are you? Why do you? Why do, bro? If you have a fraction of a percent of black, like if your grandparents was black, right? One fourth. You're one fourth black. I'm listening. What if that grandparent is only one fourth black? That means you're one eighth black, but you're still black. But now we want to tell this woman, oh, she's a black woman and she got No, bro, she is a white woman. The majority of her DNA makeup is Caucasian, my boy. All right, so now I got a question for you. What? Do you know who Daria Raglan is? No. Okay, now I'm going to show you a picture of this lady. And you tell me what is she. I'm going to show myself. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, look, look. What does this lady look to you? Daria. She has the black. What does she look like to you? He's about to say she's mixed. We know your game, bro. We know your game, bro. That's a black woman, and guess who that is? That's Meghan Markle's mother. She came from a black woman. Okay. Also came from a black woman. Who also came from a black woman? She's one hundred percent black. One hundred percent black. And her dad is white. Her dad is a white man. So now, what does that make her? So now, can we could talk about motherfucking? all right, so, so again, she's half black. So again, she's half. She's black. half black. So now again, her mom is black and her dad is white. Her dad is a white man. Mm-hmm. And again, she received backlash because she still looks white. Okay, but again, it's not her fault that she came out that complexion. Yeah. She still is a black and those woman. Features, yeah, you understand what I'm saying? That's my issue was mm-hmm. that they was that the royal family probably saw her mom before mm-hmm. at the wedding. I'm assuming mm-hmm. and said, "Wonder if the baby's gonna come out dark skin." Mm-hmm. Mind you, the mother's still not super dark. Mm-hmm. The, the grandmother, mm-hmm. why are y'all concerned about how this baby's going to look? They said the baby can't get security. Mm-hmm. The baby is literally royalty blood. Mm-hmm. Why the baby can't get security? Mm-hmm. You think somebody won't even want to... Even more so because the baby's half black or has black in them, that baby's life is on the line, mm-hmm. especially in such a racist place. So again, why are you not going to secure that baby? The baby's not even going to get a title as the Dutch or the Duke or anything like that because, again, the baby has black blood. And that was my thing was, if we're going to say protect black women or black, black men... All colors is black, bro, as far as that goes. Because, again, we've even spoke before. If you take two black pe- people, can they make a white baby? Yeah. All right. So if you could take two black people and they can make an albino-looking baby. But that albino-looking baby does not look like her. I'm it's just not, saying. It's though. never going to look like her. But, but, right. what if it, what if, but the blonde hair, white skin. Okay. Because we can make that. It. But we cannot make a narrow-ass nose in that type of facial structure. Why? Because everybody came out. from All us. Right, check me out. Oh, hold on. We're not we're not about to go that deep because I gave you a book. You should know your facts on this. Anyways, look, <laughs> check me out. All right. That's fine. Uh, everything I'm not against anything you said, bro. I just want to let you know that. Yeah. All right. 
to raise a good life. You're a black boy. Yeah. I'm talking about the physical. Listen, the physical features. But check me out. All right, let me. So let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. All right. Yes. If she walks through the door right now, she's not the prince's lover, whoever she is. Yes. Okay. Regular Megan. She works at the Dollar General across the street. Yes. What are you going to say she is, bro? It's a. Let all see, right. Let me see the, no, no. Let me see the picture that you're showing. I'm, look, I it's right here. Bring closer. You, you fucking. No, I would think that she. Honest. I would think that she's mixed. You're or lying. I would think that she's You're Spanish. Lying. I would think, and a lot of a lot of kids that's black and white do look look Hispanic. Majority of them. I can show you a girl that I went to junior high school with that her dad is a black dark skinned man. Her mother's a white woman, and she looks Spanish. I thought she was Spanish in high school. In junior high school, bro. Is you know what it is? Is that you have not seen that much diversity out here, and we have all the diversity in New York to where I would assume that she has something in her that's black. Yeah, and again, I told you, Spanish people to me is black if they're not from Spain. But they can be white too, based off the other demographic we see. But they can be what white Hispanic and black Hispanic because Hispanics is mainly um, Native Americans, okay, or indigenous people, okay. And then they mixed with slavery times. Sp- white honestly, people. if you want to be honest, Spanish people are Spaniards. The the, the yes, the Latin from people, Spaniards from Latin Europe people are not from the, from Europe exactly. Latinx, so Latin, don't say Latino. Spanish. Okay, well that's the language we do speak. Okay. Yeah, that's the language, but if you're, you say Latino, you're the native yeah, to that yeah, land. Latinx, and Latinx, if you're yeah. Spanish, that means you're okay, so I'll give you that. from the right, aspect so of Spain. Latin people are black. Huh? Latin people are black. Listen, bro. I'm, that is a white woman. At the end of the day, y'all, white teas and But I just podcast, showed you her mom. We are back with another debate put of respect, who's white and put who's black. On her, put respect on her name. Bro. No, I respect. Her I don't mom, even know this woman. Her, you looked at her mom and said, literally, that's a black woman. All right, woman. all right. If you're not now, if you want to be real, all right, let me get my pro-black bag. Oh, you want to be real. Man. And if she's half black, she's dating a white man, that's fucked up. Anyway, go date a black no, man. Carry no. that shit longer. Keep your, so blood, you gotta, keep your bloodline strong. Nobody bloodline is pure. Fuck all that shit. Through slavery, no, we all tainted no. already. Yeah, we tainted. But if I know you look like that and I look like this and you look like that, go fucking marry a black person. Okay. Go, go, cool. go have all a right. kid with a black and person I, and, and, from and have your one, baby even blacker than what you were. And from episode one, I told you how I feel about interracial relationships. I feel like, you know, I feel like black men and black women should be together. So I, I agree with yes. you on that aspect. But again, I'm a child of supposedly what you would consider a mixed racial mixed racial relationship. My dad is a black Hispanic. My mom is a black Hispanic. Both of them came from mixed racial relationships. So again, if going to your thing, I wouldn't even be here. So how hard can I condone that? And you, Native American man, Geechee Islands. But listen, we cannot control what was before oh. us. Now I'm wrong. Now I'm a hypocrite and shit. Shut, yes, shut bro, up. That's a listen, fact, shut bro. up. Listen, because listen, because first of all, we already we already discussed that there is two different types of Hispanic people, black Hispanics and white Hispanics. Your people are the black Hispanics that came from Puerto Rico. They're not. I, my 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 uh, abuelo Jose from Domino's. He's the white Hispanic. You look at that man. He looks like a white man. But I bet you a that white he has man, a dark Puerto skin Rican person in his family. I he told has you. A, yeah. I told you my titi Isabel and my uncle uh, Peter. First cousins, Uncle Peter is black as Tyrese. Titi Isabel is white as the the royal family. And they are first cousins. They come from two sisters who came from Puerto Rico. So there's, there's a mixture in between that anyway. 
again, bro, you got to agree to disagree, I guess. But and I always stand on what I say, bro. This is the thing. Yeah, your stuff is we, But we can't, but we can't, but we can't deny the fact of physical appearance, y'all. This is what I'm saying. All right. Okay, cool. If you want to get into the family tree, the, 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 the genetic makeup of that person, cool, right? But if we don't have anything to... To ask this person, like, where you come from, anything, you look at their physical appearance, just like they do us every fucking day, bro. They do us every fucking day. We are a nigga. We are this. She's a white woman, cuz. But you think I don't she care. never was called nigga in her care. life? No, fuck no. She You're doesn't bugging. look like one, bro. Think, bro she doesn't I look like one. I think she was called nigga in that house. You're fucking lying. I think in that white she house, no. she was called a nigga. No. That's why they don't like her. No. No. You're crazy, bro. She's no. from California. She's not even a dark skinned mixed person. But She's a light skinned mixed person, bro? bro. Bro, because you know, bro. So J. Cole was Colorism is a thing, bro. Colorism is a thing, bro. You know, the darker tone motherfuckers got the most hate, and the lighter yes. skin tone people got. So if she's. A mixed person of the lighter tone, and she looks white. You think she got that, hated on, bro? Yes. No. Hell because no. Because you know, you never heard the saying. Hold no. on. You never heard the saying. Who is her? Two, she got hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You never heard the saying. Too light for the dark skinned people. Too light to be black and too dark to be white. She's both, bro. So of course she got hated on from both her people. That's the whole term of the mulatto thing, bro. She she couldn't fit with the black people because the black people was looking down at her, and yet she couldn't fit with the white people because the white people was looking down at her. Yeah, look it up. Hold on, I also want to talk. All right, so look, her same DNA makeup is that of T and Tamira, but you consider T and Tamira black only because visually you can see the blackness in them. That's not fair, bro. Yeah. Now I want you to go look up T and Tamira's dad. I'm done having this conversation. But because you can nah, physically bro. see that they look black, so so appearances is what all that matters to you. It's not what's inside of your blood. How do it's I not know? What you I don't with. even know what the fuck is inside of me. But uh, what I look like? Pause. What I look like? What I look like? Cause. You look like I told you. You look. You can look what like, I look like? You can no. pass for Hispanic too. Did I not no. tell you? No. What is Hispanic? Am I black or am I white? What am I? You're Geechee. I'm black. You're a Geechee person. I don't know where. Listen, cuz. Listen, cuz. You know where you came from. All jokes aside. No, all jokes aside. Yeah. You know where you came from. Y'all know y'all grandparents came from Puerto Rico, whatever, what have you, right? Yeah. I don't know where I came from, cuz. I look myself in the mirror every day. I don't know my dad's dad, right? He's a red. He. From what I know, he's a ginger black male. Whoa, that is what where, where y'all even come from? You dig what I'm saying? I don't know where his people oh, came from. Hold on. Jonah, hold on, hold on, real, hold on, real, no, real quick. Like... I do not know where I came from. So, of course, I'm going to go off appearance if I don't even know where my people look like before me, and bro. I, and I feel that, bro, but you said a ginger black ginger male. black man. Yeah, like a black that man with That means he might more than likely have some Irish in him. No, it's no. No, that's it's, where it's a lot a, of ginger people came from, bro. It's a no, bro. I looked it up, bro. You it's, it up? It's, a, it's a uh, it's a genetic makeup with people like um, so just like how the albino is like you have yeah, albino people albino, with yeah. blonde hair. You got the same genetic makeup. It's like it's really small percentage with people who yeah. have red hair. It's 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 predominant. It's dominant in Ireland. Ireland mm-hmm. don't know why, yeah. but it is red hair people like across the globe. Like, but black so you don't think there's like any that. white. At all that may have came through that. No, no, not in that aspect. No. The reason why I say that because again, a lot of us, especially with you saying that you don't know your family, came from slaves, bro. And all of our slave, the our ancestors, the women was getting raped. Exactly. So, so, so everybody is okay. tainted to a certain extent. Okay, okay. So look, we still, I still don't know what who I am, bro. I don't still don't know. I know that I'm a black person. That is all I know. Okay. Yeah. She knows that her mom is a black person, but I bet you her mom might not even have a direct lineage of where she came from. All right. But she's still a black person. She, if, 
if if she was to go to some foreign land, she step on the beach, they're gonna say, "Oh my God, is a Caucasian European woman stepping on my beach?" There is no way in the that's fucking world perception. you're going, bro. That because I'm that's going to happen bro, uh, she, because we again, don't. Listen, listen to this, bro. If she easily could have came out dark skin because of her mother is a little darker, she easily could have came out black, and then what? She would have been a black woman to you. That just doesn't fly, bro. Because look again, she she wouldn't be accepted by people like you. She tried to sit at the table. Listen, you wouldn't accept her as a black woman just by appearance. So imagine if you turn to her way, then she goes to sit at the white table in school, and the white people are like, you're not exactly like us, and they turn her way. Then where does she sit at? By herself at the table crying because nobody Added. accepts her. Her own people on both sides. She's black and white. Nobody accepts her, bro. So she's too dark to be white, too white to be black. Now she's sitting at the table crying because nobody accepted her and her both of her races that she had no choice in. I had a teacher like that. A teacher, her name was Taylor Grace Whitfield. Shout out to Miss Whitfield. I love her. Shout right? Out to her. She was my English teacher. And all right, no jokes aside, she honestly looks like a white woman. Okay. okay. Miss Taylor, right? Miss Whitfield, right? She was Irish, German, and Native American. Native American, right? Yeah. But uh, physically, she had the appearance of a white woman. She was adopted by black people. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, being that she's German, like straight German and Irish, like straight, like from like, they people from like from New York and they was like off the boat type of shit. Yeah, right? yeah. immigration. From and Native outside. American. Yeah. She was adopted by black people. Okay? So, she, in class, I remember this conversation. We were talking about race and everything, and she said, I'm black. You're talking to a, a class with 29 black kids in there who look like me and darker than me and just look culturally black. Like, we all, like, you dig what I'm saying? Because yeah. I don't know where this black conversation is going, so I'm going to say culturally black, all right? Yeah. So we all look black. We all like, what? Miss Whitfield, you're, you know what I mean? Like, hold on. Like, you're a white woman. She was like, no, y'all. Like, I identify as black. You dig? Even though she's, like, one-fourth Native American. You dig what I'm saying? She identifies black because she was like she was adopted by a black woman and she was raised with black sisters and they did the whole cultural things, the the whole early 2000s bangles and beans and she, the whole sh shit, right? But she was like the light-skinned girl in the group. She was the light-skinned black girl. But if you look at her, there is no way in Sam Hell that you can tell me she had no features that came across no, as... No, bro. Right, but just like this woman, just because she has a tan all right, and just because her mama is black, I'm you, there's no denying the physical appearance. And I'm not saying that these. I'm not taking anything. I don't want to be that a bad person because I'm not, bro. You know, no, me. no, no. I'm not a bad person. I like to. It's I like different to. Different. I like ideology. to point out facts in my mind to say, like, all right, if this whole time they're categorizing me being a black person, knowing that my great 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 grandpa was like white and Native American or some shit like that, you feel me? Even now. I look like a black person. I'm like technically a fourth white. Am I not just a fourth white and a fourth Native American and all this other crazy shit? But that's that's again. What do I look like? Where you said we don't know where we come from. That's because our bloodline has been tainted. Already. What do I look like? like though? All right, even with Janae Aiko, Janae Aiko has black in her, but she appears as an Asian woman. If she if she really hold on if she really got into her cultural garments from her from Asia, then you would think that yeah she fits in. 
But because we see her around black people, the aesthetics, everything around her seems black. She hangs out in, in the 60s. and you said, what was she? She's uh, Asian and black. Okay. But you automatically think that she got some black in her because you uh, see her around the hood. If you see Meghan Markle on, on in, in turnkey, or if you saw her somewhere. She's you, the feds. Or she's no, some type of, she worked for the city or there, something like that. If you saw her grow up there and she was a little girl going into her mom's house and you saw her on that block. That's a white girl that grew no, up in the hood. We know no, what those look like. You will look at her here. like, oh, she's the pretty, she's the pretty no, uh, black girl. No, she's a with, white girl that grew up in the hood. She's a with good hair. That's what they would have said about her, bro. No! I'm trying to, bro. Megan Markle, y'all, if y'all listen, look her up, Google her. White She's a woman. fair-skinned woman, but you can tell that she has black in her, somewhat. You know somewhere, and her mama is black. So look up her mama at the same time when y'all get a chance. Just like y'all look up T and Tamara's dads, just because aesthetically they look black. And look at that. Hold on. Isn't Tamara's husband racist? Y'all don't know nothing about And she married a white man. So they go your theory with that, too. I, you, know how, you know how I feel about that. Mama. All right. So I that's pro black to, to you, the bro. end, to the I'm root. to you, bro. To but, the root. But again, bro, like... It's just again, we gotta protect all our people. All our people, yes. All listen, our people. Listen, I'm That's not the... against like I'm not like anti-human or anything like that, bro. Yes. Like I love people. I know I understand that this world works together because we all have to work together. You feel me? I hate I hate that these these social divides are even in my brain with yeah. like you know just black or white anything because naturally y'all when I see people I see them as human in general until your characteristics or your motives and intentions change that. You feel me? And then you, after that, you can really tell what people, how people grew up. You start, you, you start off with loyalty and respect for somebody. Yeah, automatically. Automatically. Me, I'm the type of person you got to build that into. Yeah, you know but no, I, mean? I have a, I have a moral respect for everybody when I meet them. Not saying that you're gonna get the utmost respect because I don't even respect people that are above me in like the job I work in. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? And yeah. and and the position that they have, they. They like we're supposed to respect them, but y'all having anything? So everybody starts off with the more respect. Like I don't, I, I care if something happens to you. Like if I, I care if like if you die or get sick. Like I care. Yeah, you that's what, that's what you, I'm not. That, but I don't. But other than that, it's like all right. If that has nothing, no direct correlation that I can help you or that it came from me, I don't really give a fuck. You know what I mean? But I, I always have a more respect for everybody. Um, I hate that this this whole pod. Went off the deep end because no, nah, it was. I feel like it was a good conversation. Bro. It was good conversation, but I just, I just feel really strongly about how I feel, and I feel strongly about how I feel, and I think that the thing is that because we both came from that's what makes the podcast great is because we both came from two different places with two different perspectives of you seeing that these people have even included themselves in the race, and me, I've seen them want to be involved in the so, race. So all right, so all right, let me ask this question, and yeah, then after this, then we got to go. To yeah, the next then we segment. get into yeah. our um. Don't know what to call it. I'll tell you family therapy. That's family it. therapy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I can bring my sister on here next pod. I took. I want to have facts though. We can talk. I can bring both my older sisters and up there. We can do family can therapy life. part two. You know, facts. Um. All right. So let me ask this question. Just to end this little black debate off yeah. real quick. So if a person has a black mother and white dad, or vice versa, okay. Why are they black and not white? They're both. But to society, hold on, but to society, the way that white people looked at them is if you have a drip of black in you, you are automatically considered black. So like even Mariah Carey, she she looks like a white woman, too, on some days. Uh, on some days, Mariah Carey uh, looked like a white woman, too. And you know what they consider her? Black. Holly Berry. 
has white in her, but we consider her black. You understand? Just because you got an ounce of black in you, we automatically consider you black. You can have who is we? Are you speaking for? Because you I'm, said I'm white people, society. society. You said society, white people, white say, people too, and black people. Depending on if you're talented, we claim you. So is this? So I'm in this off like this. Are we? Are we brainwashed by the, this European mindset? Oh, we've been brainwashed though, bro. Remember they? Kanye said it. They made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. They made us hate what what they want. They, they want big lips now. They want big butts now. So they a, want tans. A mixed person. Remember, hold on, yeah, we yeah. had a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. where they said that they love to get a tan every day. Yes. And they said because they feel like they need being to be darker. darker makes them look better. Better. And, and I, it gives you a and glow. And I told her, I told it her you're you, wrong because you like to fuck black dudes. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> they said it gives you a glow. They said it also. She said it makes you look skinnier. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. Yeah. All that so shit. again, and I say I know some. My whole family is fat. You're tripping. <laughs> so again, <laughs> well, you know they do say we wear black and makes you look slimmer, skinny. but yeah, no, yeah, black. Slimmer. Not my skin is brown, <laughs> yeah. my nigga. You understand what I'm saying? So, and I'm not black. I'm brown. So again, right then and there is what they show you, bro. That we already been washed by the European mindset. Yeah. Of that. So why, why can't we why, start? Why can't why we start our own mindset? Like, we got to figure out first what our culture is, bro. And from your point, we got to figure out who we accepted in our culture because automatically you feel like everybody is accepted. I just feel like you should listen because even hold on, even the term African American. Why we use black over African American? Because everybody can't fit into that. Um, if, none of my first people's of all, from Africa. Some people say that, right? They don't feel like they're from their people's from Africa. Second, my, second, my great grandparents and my grandparents. Second, that's on, my direct. Second, lineage, second, we can't include West Indians in that then. Where is where, where that's like Caribbean, right? Jam- yeah, Jamaica. You and say all you, of can't, that. you can't include them in what to be an African American? They would have to, they, but they can be considered black. You understand? Bob Marley is not considered African American. I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. He's considered what black Jamaican? Oh yeah. You understand? Because he's from Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we said everybody. Because why can we can associate with the people in Africa? We can associate with the people with in Australia if they're black. Everybody is black if you if you're a black person. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. A dark skin person, but you're yeah. not African American. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I see So we use the terminology black to cover all bases. Just like I told you, if you're Spanish, don't mean you're from Spain. You could be from Mexico. So what about that mixed person who's half white, half black, who caters more to the white side? What are they? You are white. Oh! white. Hold on. You are white, but you're also black. You're both. Stop it, Now, you may cater to... You may cater to whoever you want to cater to, but that don't... All right, because even the dude that's... um. The dude that's out there that I told you just about about earlier with the Breonna Teller. Mm -hmm. Dark-skinned dude. I consider him white. Because he's dark, he's black though. He's black. He's a black man. His parents probably both black, but his motives is not for the black agenda. It's not for the black, betterment of black people. He's he got some issues. He got some self hate. He got some self hate. Omg. All right. He got some self hate. Now the gonna go to the next episode. I mean the next part. Next part. Of yeah, the, yeah. The show. What you about to say though? Uh, no, I was about to say. That. I was about to usher into it. All right. All right. Hold on. Well. Uh, uh, you can introduce can a special guest. Hold on, carry on real quick. Yeah, some yeah. things to talk about. Stuff. I'll get back. Uh, got, damn, nigga, got the bladder of an eighty-year-old. He pissed twice already. All right, hold on. This is my uh, this is my uh intermission beat. White Tim Tatis, the podcast, and we'll continue shortly. <laughs> To be honest, y'all, listen, man. Meghan Markle looks like a white woman. I don't care what this nigga says. He's gone when I can talk behind his back, okay? She looks like a white woman. I don't care what anybody says out there. And I honestly feel like your appearance your appearance gets you in the doors, right? If you're a pretty face, 
if you're six four and built like an athlete, you get into more doors than people who look opposite, who are maybe less attractive or of a darker skin or who looks like somebody that you can't benefit off of. All right. Your your appearance gets you in the doors. I don't care what your genetic makeup says. All right. Anyways, I'm gonna hand the mic over. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Had to get my little. All right. Uh, so I said, uh, you know, my week was good this week, uh, for multiple reasons. First off, uh, again, the PlayStation Five is in the building. <laughs> but um, the other thing was that my sister from New York, one of my younger sisters from my mom's side, uh, came out to visit. Uh, you know, this a uh, second time to come out here and visit me. She came in the summertime. And she came with one of my nephews, but now she came with um, she came with my other nephew too. That you know, that's around my son's age, and this is his first time coming out here to visit me and get to spend some real time with him. Um, so I told her I wanted her to come on a podcast, unless you know we 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 got good relationship now, but we as with all my siblings and most siblings, especially what we went through in life, we have ups and downs, and I wanted her to be able to be honest with me and tell me some things that she may have felt like. As being a younger sister, what she made it went through, and how she felt with certain situations, and I want her to be honest with me, so I want her to come on a podcast and talk. So again, here goes my sister Kiana. Kiana, say what's up. What's up, guys? You know, uh, hope you're not nervous. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and um, basically, I wanted you to uh, just talk about some things about you know, about your life, and let them know about you. So Daquan is my older brother. Yes, sir. And, you know, he was more of a father figure than a brother growing up, if that makes sense. So, you know, growing up, whenever I had problems, you know, I would always go to my brother. You bother me, I'm going to my brother. I'm telling. It's over. <laughs> so, I used to get bullied a lot, too, I guess, because I was spoiled through our great-grandmother. <laughs> and he was spoiled from, like, other family members. So, I had that one up with my abuela. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever he used to do, I used to go to Wella and then... When she had her back turned, it was over. I was paying for snitching. It was it. But um, And that's the thing. We all thought in Wala's eyes that we always spoil you by Wala until you came around. You know what I'm saying? Because she had you from like maybe a few months since she was born. And when she had took you in, you know, during a situation with our mother and stuff like that, it was automatic that you was the little princess. So you would have all the little flower dresses, all the dressy shoes. She would go to Pickin Avenue. Like, everything was okay that Kiana wanted. Like, even when we used to go to McDonald's and all you want is the ketchup packets, give her the ketchup packet. You know I what I mean? Like, ketchup packets. I was <laughs> dipping it. That's when we had the little white cups. I don't yeah, think they have that yeah, anymore. Nah, I used to dip my finger in there. But, yeah, you know what I mean? So it was like a lot of times, and, like, you were speaking on, like, being a, being a father figure type of thing. And I'm only, what, eight years older than you. And a lot of the times that was because your father wasn't in the picture as well as our other sister's father wasn't in the picture. And automatically, as the big brother, I'm the next up in line, you know, and even though my father was around, he wasn't around as much. But grandma had raised me and she raised you, too. And I always felt like and I think I told you this before, it's like because me and you had similar backgrounds and who I were, who I was there for us. Like we both had our uncle Jimmy. We both had our aunt Millie. We both had. Uh, voila, we both had grandma. I always felt like you was going to be destined for greatness. And I always felt like they put the pressure on me. Like everybody looked at me like I was the golden child. But at a lot of times, I felt like I knew I wasn't doing right. I knew I wasn't going to be able to, to handle that pressure. And I always looked okay. at it like, yeah, but it was tough. It was tough for me because I felt like I wasn't going to be able to do this. I was running the streets. I was hanging out with my friends. And I always felt like 
my sister Kiana is going to make sure that she takes care of everything if I don't. If I fail, because I knew our brother, you know, he got some issues. He went through some things in his life. Our sister Kalana, she 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 had it, but again, she was emotional to where things could fluster her a little bit. You know what I mean? And she would be overwhelmed with things, and that's why I felt like I had to protect her from there too. But I knew you had the same core people around you. Like, mm-hmm. you're much more of, like, if I'm the father figure, you would have been the mother figure. You know what I mean? That's not taking away from them from, uh, from my sister, but it was like you was the one that was already taught early to cook. You was the one that knew everybody's medicine, Everyone's everybody's medicine. schedules, and you was the one that had to clean up and do all of these things. Even with me having my first child, you helped me out majorly with that as well. So my head was like, Kiana's going to have this. Kiana's going to do these things. And that's why even when you and our grandmother would have issues, I'm like, Grandma, give her a little bit of leeway. She's doing this yeah. in school. She's doing that in school. And there's even sometimes the way... I used to like, you know, when we was in foster care, I used to go to like the Christmas parties and I used to get little things. Like, I'm gonna take that and buy my sister some stuff like that because I knew, even though I knew what the pressure was like that she was facing. You know what I mean? I knew knew that you wanted to hang out and party and be a kid, but at the same time, you had to do adult responsibilities at home. And I knew that. So, my thing was always make sure she's straight, make sure she got some things because I know that she. On the other side, she's dealing with same things that I was dealing with. Like, you get a dollar, it's everybody's dollar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I know that I knew what you was facing. Even sometimes I felt like I didn't tell you that, but I just wanted to let you know. I did see nah, and I you, did you know. You held it down. Even when grandma used to call you and tell you that I was doing things left field, like, but what did you do to lead her, you know, actions that way? And that's because I kind of knew what was already going to happen. And not only that, you know... Um, as I got older, you know, you got into your relationship with your wife, yeah. Dina. So I would tell Dina everything, and then she would tell you the importance of what I told her because that was my diary. Yeah. But if she felt <laughs> like it would be beneficial to, you know, to you know me not going crazy in this world and running away like I used to do. Yeah. You know, you helped out a lot. I but it's like that. grandma. It, she was just all headed it was like but she needs to do this and she needs to do that and it's like but she's a kid yeah you know and like i said it's because at a young age i grandma had me doing similar things me and you have similar lives like where we got extra aunties and uncles that's not even blood to us because grandma was grandma's friends you know what i'm saying or anybody that got, gave us a dollar was a family both, member <laughs> we both got a bunch of godparents because they was grandma's friends you know what i'm saying like but i always wanted to let you know like i like, even when we went through our dramas and stuff like that, it was like, I always loved you. And I loved all of y'all. I love all y'all. But the thing was, like, it's hard for me to just be a brother when I got to be something else as well. When I got to be the one that everybody's scared of, the disciplinary one. Oh, don't let me tell your brother. Because then when I come around, I can't be funny and just laugh with y'all. I got to be strict. I got to be mean. And I think that's why, excuse me, I think that's why even with the kids now, you see how I talk to them more than I'm, on a neck. I don't want Not them to be fully. Aggressive. Yeah, I don't even what want them to be scared of me. You like the 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 the. Remember when we went to McDonald's and it's like you got McDonald's money now. When the grandkids ask the parents, yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, we going to McDonald's. Yeah, That's how you, you know are what I mean. Now. Like like I want the kids. Like I told you, like I don't care. I may not have been happy when y'all got pregnant, but when the kids is here now, the kids is good no matter what with me. What's up, bro? Oh, it's this difficult. And I'm going to tell you why it's difficult giving kids what you didn't have is because we sometimes we overcompensate. You know what I'm saying? So now the kids don't know how tough it is to get this. 
You know what I'm saying? They you don't understand that, that I had that. to cut from something else in order for you to have that. I might miss out on getting an extra meal mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure you were straight. You know what I'm saying? So we, I know that for sure. My kids are spoiled sometimes because <laughs> I overcompensate. But even like yesterday, I'm the type of God and type of uncle that if kids is around my kids and they're even if they're blooded me or not, everybody got to get or my kids won't get. And like even with yesterday when we went to the to you know go to the shopping, I said everybody gets something. I knew in my mind I already knew I wanted to get my nephew something because he already told me that he liked Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So I said before we leave out of here, before they go back to New York, he getting something Spider Man out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To even where him and my my son is like a few months apart, he's older than my son, but I know that they going to bump heads. Because they're kids, and my son and is used to things being his way. Just like us, and yeah, my but son is used to things being his way. Me. You know what I mean? And and my nephew's used to things being his way, being the oldest. But again, I tell him, look, y'all on the same team. Mm-hmm. We got to be tag team partners here. We ain't the Rock and Stone Cold. No, 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 no. We gonna be the Dudley Boys. We gonna be whoever we gotta be. That's a team. We gonna be the Hardy Boys. We gonna stick this together, even though y'all cousins. We gonna move like brothers. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it. Like, even with, you know, with y'all, like, I can never be fully nice to y'all boyfriends. <laughs> because if they ever disrespect y'all, my foot, I got to be the first one to put their foot on their neck. You know what I'm saying? So now I tried that one time with one of our sister's uh, boyfriends and he disrespected me after that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so now where he can never be in the same room as me because I can't play both sides. And regardless of what, I'm going to take my sibling's side. Right or wrong or indifferent. That's true, but yeah. to be cordial. It's cool to be cordial until they do something disrespectful. That's... I was cordial with, with with one of um with one of our sister's ex boyfriends and he had <laughs> tattoos. He had a he had a flag in the back of his pocket <laughs> and then they was looking at me like they Quan's gonna hit him. <laughs> yeah, they like they Quan's gonna hit him. And I was mad nice to him that day, he never showed back up around. But <laughs> even with even us. with even with your current you know situation that you in now, I was called you in the beginning. You was, and I had a talk and a conversation with him into things. Me, I went left, and then that's where it's like, okay, I can't fully give him the cord you thing now because again, if you dish, it's a line. My the line is very thin <laughs> when you cross it with me because when you cross that line, that's why I say I hold grudges because. I'm protecting myself from getting that disrespect or getting that hurt again. So it's like once you cross that line, you, our sister, no matter what we go through in life and our brother, no matter how mad I am with y'all, I love y'all. And I always going to go back to we have those memories of us being childhood kids when I used to hang you on the coat rack and <laughs> I used to palm a powerbomb our sister. You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> our brother be playing with the no, wrestling toys, hit my you know finger and I punch him. I remember him. when you used to, yo, he used to make breakfast and have oh. us taste sample it. And he'd be like, oh, it's good, right? No, nah, that y'all was getting cereal. See, but I wasn't the one that made it. No, the how story <laughs> went was our brother's a, like, he loves to cook. He's a year younger than me. So our brother would sit there and he would make like, like, oh, what y'all want to eat? Cereal. You know, they kids, they're younger than us. So he would make them cereal and we'd be like, all right, here, get the, you know, add extra sugar. You want extra sugar? Okay, cool. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, yo, bro, we about to eat sausage. We about to eat pause. We about to eat bacon. We about to eat eggs, (laughs) grits. (laughs) And it's me and him. And he know he can't get away without doing, he can't, he can't get away without making me some. So now he got to cook for both of us now. Or, what I used to do was, y'all used to go to the store and I'd be like, uh, pack bags at like uh, the supermarket the or whatever. Supermarket. Like, oh, uh, I want to get some nails, the dollar nails. Oh, you know what would be cooler? <laughs> if you give me a 50 cent 
tropical fantasy bum drink and you get you a bag of chips <laughs> you know <laughs> and we be good you know what us. I mean but at the same time I would do whatever it took for y'all as well like on the outside because I knew at the end of the day I had to be there to protect y'all not just from boyfriends and relationships I had to be there to protect y'all period because I'm the first line of defense and I'm the last line of defense if I don't come up to the table who gonna step up to the table you know what I mean and people are gonna tell you in life that especially y'all, y'all significant others, men and women, is going to tell you, oh, nobody loves you like I love you. Nobody going to be there for you like I'll be there for you. Nobody's going to hold you down. But guess what? Not only do you love yourself, your big brother love you. And we love you too. And, and, As you and, should. And that's a key. And that's a key. As you should. You can't and, love nobody until you love yourself. And you know who told me that? You know who told me that? My wife. Because I used to tell her, because at the time I didn't care about life. And I don't even know if you knew that. I was like... It was a time on MySpace that I wrote that I had died. I put R.I.P. Daquan. And everybody was calling my foster mother like, Daquan died? Oh, my God. And it's because at that point in life, I didn't care no more. And then when I got with my wife early on, and she was like, you know what? Um, I was like, I love you more than I love myself. She said, how? <laughs> but she was like, she's like, she's like, how do you love me? You, you can't love me more than you love yourself. She said, because at the end of the day, if you love me, you would love yourself more. And when she oh. told me that, and then she reminded me to say this Bible scripture every day, and that made me have self-love for myself. So where even I say when we had our biggest breakup, that made me appreciate myself more and appreciate her more because guess what? She don't need me. Mm-hmm. She not going to take up with disrespect or anything I say or any arguments that we have. She not going to take that and just sit there with it. She going to leave me if I don't treat her right. And that made me appreciate her so much more to where, you know what? I got to love and appreciate her. And we joke all the time about who run the house. But ultimately, I run the house. No, um, like, she does. You know, but, <laughs> and again, that's the same thing that I wanted to instill in y'all. Like, we went through a lot being kids that didn't live with our parents, that didn't grow up with our parents. We had a bunch of, like, I never felt like I fit in. Where do I fit in that, right? I, I go to school. Everybody lives with my, everybody lives with their parents. I live with my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, I live with my grandmother, right? So I don't even have my mother and father coming up to open school night. Then I go live with my aunt up the block. Now, I'm not her son. I'm not her grandson. How do I feel like I fit in that situation? Where now, again, now I'm being pulled from both sides because grandma and her is having situations where grandma's saying, oh, you acting like them. And right. if Millie needs some space, she's like, hey, go down the block with your grandmother and be with your grandmother. I'm being pulled from both sides. I don't feel like I belong there. And then, even being your brother, I've been having to protect somebody since I was a few months, since I was like a year old, because Andy was right after me. And then from there on, when we went to school, my brother, who's very light-skinned, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm very dark-skinned. And, you know, people going to take him like he's a joke. And now guess who's got to be there and defend him? Me. You understand what I'm saying? Then, four years later, my sister's born. Kalana, where I got to feel like I got to defend her. She's the girl. She's the girl. The you understand girl. what I'm saying? So now it's even more so. I'm being put in this position from early on to where even grandma, I'm her protector. I remember one day we went to Coney Island when I was a little boy. I was like six years old. And some guy had asked her to hold a drink. and He wanted to dance with one of her friends. And, you know, I used to be able to bend my finger all the way back. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I knew I could do that. So I grabbed his hand when he said that. I said, let me see your hand, mister. And I went to go bend it all the way back. And grandma said, no, 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 Because she knew what I was about to do. And from then on, always protecting her. Always being there to protect. Because the man that was in my life, Leroy, died when I was four years old. 
So now I don't have that protection. My dad's not around all the time. Sometimes when he comes around and he picks me up, he drops me off at a woman's house. He goes to his other woman's house and leaves me there. So then who's there for me during those times? And I'm holding a lot in. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Yeah, I can honestly say that you never really had that female guidance. Should I say? I did with Titi Millie, but I didn't appreciate it, understand but it. But that was later. later on in your yeah, life. Yeah. But in the beginning, you never had that that guidance. Because, okay, grandma, we love her, yes. Yeah. But she always had men. She always had men. But no, she was there too. Grandma held it down sometimes. Like, I sit back and I think now, see, you was younger. But, like, grandma found Grandma didn't get a check for us. So when grandma would... Come up, how she getting food for us? How she getting food stands for us? And she would connect with the people in our school and get the school lunch that I ate for lunch, and she'll be able to bring it to the house and we ate dinner that night. And that's where the thing with my mother was was like, where was mommy at during this though? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But and, and and I totally agree with that because again, you know, realizing after the passing of grandma last year, I feel like I'm I'm thinning out on who was gonna ride for me. Genuinely. Just like who's just going just out there, don't care. You know what I mean? Like I have a few people and even the situation that we went through with last time that me and you had our last night talking, Kiana, was it was hard for me because I'm like, yo, I never did nothing to her. Like, what happened? But again, it was people pulling us, like I told you when yeah. I was a kid, it was he pulling say, from both sides. Say. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we never, we too stubborn where we would even have a to conversation talk. to say, yo, I never you said this You know why? Thing. Because, like you said, you was always that, that, that father figure versus the brother figure. So I feel like, well, in my mind, if he taught that to you, then why would I talk to him? It's just not going to go well. But you know what I learned from that? Is that the same thing I would say to you I say say behind your back, I'm going to say to you. Like, I look at it like, I want you to genuinely know that if somebody says I said something, he didn't say that to me, then he ain't say that. Because I look at it like, we know a lot of people make up stories. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people love to see drama. So I'm looking at it like, if I made a joke to you, and somebody else, if I said it to you first, and then somebody else says it to you, then yeah, Daquan said that. Because then you know know what, he really, he, he... He's being real with who he is and he's saying who he is because then otherwise they'll come in and they can intervene and say he said something. You're like, no, my brother would never say nothing like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or my sister would never say nothing like that. And that's how I looked at it. Like a lot of times I'll tell Dina like, oh, I had to bring this up to them. Like I had to say this to you or whoever so that they know that I did say this if somebody else comes back and say something to them. Because now I got to be aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but 
again, as being a as being a big brother and being a protector, I'm a protector of everybody. And I told you I've been protecting people since I was one years old. Automatically, I had to protect my little brother from ever getting hurt or anything ever happening to him. And I've been protecting people ever since. And that's why I said me and my wife works because she's automatically a nurturer. She's automatically the the giver, the 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 worker, the 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 motherly type. You know what I'm saying? So that helps me out as where I don't lack those type of traits. And I'm normally a protector. I've been protecting all my life. So yeah, she allows me Yeah, like somebody disrespect time going off on your head. You know what I'm saying? Like so she allows me to be the protector. But uh, sometimes I feel like who's there to protect me? Who's there to have my back? Who's there going to ride with me right wrong and different? And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? It feels it feels empty. It feels like people will leave me out or throw me to the side because, again, he's going to be there. He's going to be protected. And everybody say I hold grudges, but I forgave everybody that ever <laughs> disrespected me. So how many grudges am I really holding? What? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember you said this. Yeah. Yeah, it means it's a it's a two-step break. So when you get you, that means you have to let go. You have to actually sacrifice because you always have that one dog like you do. Yeah. And that's what me I was telling my brother on our way here. I said our mother said some hurtful things to me. She apologized. I said I forgive you. Do I forget? No. But what I'm going to do is separate myself so it won't happen again. Because you you know you... Exactly. Exactly. But my thing is with that is that if you tell somebody, look, this hurting me, right? What you said or what you did hurt me. And they say, I didn't know that. And they try to make a change. Then that means, yeah, I should forgive you. All the way, and you know what? You you're making a change. It ain't gonna happen fast. But if I see you putting that work in, and I respect it, but if you disrespect me again that same way right after that, then you really don't care about my feelings. You really don't care how I feel. And you just like the words. Yeah. And hence why I hold grudges. And that's why you need to separate and after you forgive that first time. But that's why I hold grudges to where it's like, look, I'm very, people think that I'm not emotional. Anger is an emotion as well. And a lot of things I hold in that nobody knows. I don't smoke or drink, so I don't have no vices. So those vices, though, I got to sit with me. If you hurt me or you upset me, that got to sit in my chest. So I got to deal with that and I got to manifest it either positively or negatively. But I got to sit with that in my chest where it hurts me to where it's like, look, now that you hurt me, I can never let you get that emotion out of me again. I can never allow you to push me to that limit again because you got me. Once you take, once you give me this transfer of energy, you was angry or angry or whatever, and then you transferred it over to me. Now I got to sit with that. But see, the problem is you may smoke or drink and relax and not think about it no more. I got to sit with that. I got to hold that. (laughs) Yeah, but for that moment, you're not thinking about it. Well, <laughs> you're different. Then you, then you, <laughs> you, you're different. You need to stop smoking. Then, what's the purpose of it? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely still in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. Don't come for me like that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> What happened? Mhm. And what bad shit, bad stuff happened more after you had gotten drunk, because it only escalated the situation. See, and that's the thing. I'm once you push me to because something that you see now, like I try not to get as mad as so fast now. Like she knows I snap oh, yeah, his fast. Anger I snap fast. So, so now it's like now I'm trying not to spaz out so much, but it's like once you push me to that button, it's going off. It's going off. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody do tell me that. All my friends from New York be like, yo, bro, when you look outside, especially where we, I live at, you know, that's what I told you. <laughs> Listen, bro, you don't got to let people know my, my bank account working, bro. But, nah, it's a fact. It's like, that's why I moved there from the projects, you know what I mean, two years ago. is because I had to I had to make a sharp turn from where I'm at. And I'm I'm in a round a bunch of angry people who just manifesting that energy onto me. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, Maybe I don't care how much my rent anger. is at this point. I don't care how much my rent is at this point. I don't care what's going Man, I got to get about the hood, bro. It's definitely the change of environment. Because even when I came out here to visit you, it was like, wow, this is it's peaceful. Yeah. You don't hear the loud cars. You don't hear the sirens. sirens you yeah. don't helicopters. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Like, every day I was going to work angry, bro. On top of everything else I'm already building on my life. And the crazy thing is my rent was cheaper, but I had more problems. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? They say more money, more problems. But at the time, I was, I had, I, I felt like I didn't have no money. It felt like because the, everywhere I was living at was so much more of a struggle. You know what I mean? Come out here, my bills is higher, but I'm happier. The cost of living is less down here that the cost of living is actually higher itself of you feeling like you live in your life. No, we can't go to the store at the 10 o'clock. No. But again, at the same time, the, those stores that is open at the 10 o'clock, guess who's around there? The people that shouldn't be outside. Hmm. You know what I mean? So then you put yourself in that bad situation. You know what I mean? So again, as far as as far as we go, though, I just want to let you know. <laughs> you killed the moment, bro. <laughs> You killed my moment, though. You said something just ruined the whole moment. You're supposed to let that breathe. That's my that's my poetic, you know what I mean? Pause. Dramatic pause. pause. Yeah, but <laughs> no, nah, seriously, I love you. And no matter what anybody tells you, I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? You sitting there going to work all the time. No, you can't hang out and do everything. that. And that's kind of what I was so tough on you with. I wanted you to live your life. Before we got to these situations, you know what I mean? To where you can't live your life because now you can't party as much as you want with some of your friends because you got your kids. You know, you can't do everything that you would want to do and live for yourself. But at the same time, the situation at the hand that you was dealt with, you're making the best out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I love you and I appreciate you so much. I promise you that. And no, we're not going to agree on everything. No, we're not going to get along with everything. No, we're going to probably have an argument another time. But the thing is, I don't want you to ever for a second think that I don't love you and I love you any less. And I love you too. You know what I'm saying? And and honestly, like I said, you know, even talking to my nephew, 
last night we was talking about math problems and he's six years old and the energy that and the, the knowledge that he's giving me and schooling me on some things i'm like whoa <laughs> you know what i'm saying and you can judge a parent by how their kids are and what their kids speak and how their kids act and you know kids are gonna be kids at the end of the day but at the same time you can only judge a person by how their kids are you know what i'm saying so I just Same love thing you. with my nieces and nephews. I appreciate that. Babies. I appreciate <laughs> that, man. You definitely, like I said, you helped me with faith majorly in the beginning when I was going to work and I, and I was, you know, I'm and what's the name? And Dina was going to school. You was the main person there that was holding everything down. That was like your little, like, you know, your little doll, Faith was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I again, sis, I love you. I appreciate you. I love you more. You know what I mean? And um, just keep doing what you're doing and keep working hard. And again, only tolerate what you know you could tolerate and know what you deserve. And you deserve the world. Thank you, bro. You too. Love All right. You. So this is uh, White Tees and Tim's podcast episode four, Family Therapy. You know what I mean? Also, part one. Part one yeah, because <laughs> Kat might have his sisters up here next week. You know what I mean? And we're going to have another discussion where I'm going to step away from the mic a little bit and let them get their stuff full. I appreciate you, bro, for even letting me and my sister do this. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Um, there's some things that, you know, she may not have even known herself that I loved her, you know, and that, I, you know, telling somebody is different. I'm all ab- I'm all about having real conversations, bro. And I told you that many times, like nothing, nothing warms my heart more than two people having a conversation to reach one point and to move further from that one point. Even if it takes some tears, even if it takes anger, but if everything remains calm and everything is at a like a, a, a stable mindset, everybody, everybody's at a stable mindset. If two people can reach one goal, bro, that's the most beautiful thing in this world, bro. So we got to get our moms on the podcast next. That's what you saying? <laughs> Eventually, though. Uh, uh, eventually, I'm not. Maybe I'm your not, mom. But, but you got to understand, I'm very optimistic when it comes to like things like that. I'm not against it, but at the same time, we gotta do. You know, what I mean, we gotta. It's going. It's going to take some therapy before they gonna, get to the podcast. It's going to take some tears. I'm gonna cry. You yeah, dig what I'm man. saying? Yeah. Because yeah. because you know just. I, like I said, I love real conversations, but Thanks. I appreciate you, sister, for even coming up here too. Yes, no doubt. So, bro, give them the um, give them the uh, the, the Instagram page. White Tees and Tim's po- uh, the podcast is White Tees White Tees underscore in underscore Tim's on Instagram. We're on Spotify and YouTube. Check us out, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Again, this is episode four. We're on uh on the rise. Episode five, looking good for next week, bro. We out. <laughs>